Welcome to the Dreamer Succeed podcast. We have as our guest today, Cindy Montgenie, an amazing keynote speaker, author, executive coach, and expert in the leadership of the future of work. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you very much, Berta, for inviting me to your podcast today. I'm so happy that you're here. Good. Cindy, so tell us a little bit about Cindy. Uh, And and more than anything, I want people just to get a a sort of a background of you because I know it. It's an advantage that I have. And and those of you who do not know Cindy yet, you will get to know her um, throughout this this interview. But she's someone that I really admire, but I really want her to get into her backstory, ironically, because she's going to be talking a lot about, we're going to be talking about what leadership roles are going to be put to good use with the future of work. So I just want her to get into a little bit of backstory just so that you can come from a place of understanding to see why there's a, holy crap, really? I get to know this lady and I get to share the stage with her all around the country. So tell us a little bit about Cindy and who you are and how you got started. Good. So first, let's address the elephant in the room for your listener. The accent is due to the fact that I'm French. <laughs> so I was born and raised in French Guiana. And I had the opportunity to build an international and multicultural career. So after my bachelor, I went to study in France, then lived in Sweden, Mexico, Caracas, go back to Mexico, Miami. And I spent 20 years working at HP, so in um, IT industry, really fast-paced industry in different countries, leading multicultural teams, virtual, multi-generational, throughout Latin America, through different um, changes like mergers, company splits, and thousands on internal reorganization. So after those 20 years um, of uh, international corporate career, I switched three years ago, taking back into this corporate background to become a keynote speaker and high-performance strategist and also an author. And as you were mentioning, I'm focusing on preparing organization and leaders for the future of work. I love it. I love it, Cindy. Cindy, now tell me a little bit about, because I think, especially as a woman in a male-dominated industry, and and we're talking about, you know, 23 years ago when you got in, where it was even more prevalent, that it was it was very, very, you know, male-heavy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love men. Um, not like men, men. My husband will hear this and he'll be like, oh my God, look at her. Um, but but very, a very you know, obviously male-dominated industry, how you worked yourself up to a position that basically, and and I've heard you talk about this before, that's why I want you to really mention it, the importance of that relationship collateral as a, as a leader within an organization, a huge organization like HP. So the first is to deliver results, right? Because mm-hmm. like to grow your career, it's all about influence and impact. And impact is about the result that you, that you produce for the company. So the first one really to be a hard worker and to have like a servant leadership 
because I had a lot of regional roles. So it was really about serving the country. Sometimes I have roles at a country level, but it's really like serving the internal customers and also external when I was in sales and marketing. The second is to build really a great team of mentors and sponsors because you need to be able like, to develop this relationship with people who are in higher position than you and are the ones who are going to advocate for you behind the doors. Another point was really clarity also about what do you want to achieve and understand that um, personally for me, because I know like for different either men or women, the position is different, but for me it was always my career was part of my life and it was not the way around. So throughout my 20 years in corporate America, at some time twice, I've rejected two big promotions because it was twice. So twice I've rejected mm -hmm. a major promotion. And once I asked for a demotion, because at this moment, I really needed to focus on what was going on in my personal life. And you can always like rebound because if you deliver results, if you have a um, great capital of relationship and you have clarity, there will always be opportunities. And something that I was mentioning to other women when I was uh, at the company and mentoring, and I'm still doing it now, is to take risk because I had the opportunity to have PL responsibility. So for those who are a bit like not mm -hmm. so into corporate America is profit and loss. Mm. That means that I was responsible to bring the revenue the gross profit, and also the market share. And this is really a great stepping point to grow and to have more responsibility. But also when you have those positions, you have like a variable salary, right? Because mm -hmm. you work on, on commission. And a lot of time I see like women don't take those risks mm -hmm. because they're like less risk adverse. And if really, if this is your goal, because not everybody wants it, you want to really achieve a higher position at some point, you need to go to a sales role, have PNL responsibility, and so put your salary on a variable. And so this was like some key variables that I was able to to do and, mm -hmm. and to build like what I consider was a dream career for me at least. I love it. I love it. And I, and but I think the under the under the foundation of all of that really is that you were focused on your results. You were very clear on the objective. You were clear on your career playbook, which is something that I know you talk a lot about, and we'll get into that a minute in a minute. But I really think that 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 posture that you have to have, regardless of your gender, regardless of anything else, just in your position as a leader, to be able to, as you said, have number one, the clarity that you knew what your priorities were. Your family needed you. You were going to step off. It's a big risk, even. To take to to ask for a demotion because how do you recover? And I think a lot of people can't recover, especially when they're not coming from a place of posture and sat and standing in their results and in who they are and what they represent for that organization. Where you came back after that demotion and worked your way, you came right back up. Because I know your story and I know she's like super modest, so she's not mm -hmm. gonna sit here and talk about all this stuff. But um, but you I, I'm I'm sure that you will find a way to have an opportunity to to really hear her on a stage at some point and and just really hear her go to town with her story. Like I said, 
she's like Miss Modest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have to pry things out of her during the the podcast today, but I, I will. I have no problem doing that. But I, but I really think that that speaks to what you just said, the, the leaning in, the taking risks. Um, and I love that you're mentoring women still in that capacity and, and mentoring leaders. Cause I know a lot of your, your coaching clients are, are executive and high performing men as well. Yes. And, and, and tell me a little bit about what you have found at least on this side of of that coaching process where it's not under the corporate umbrella that you've been able to bring results, great, amazing results for your clients. Tell me a little bit about what that has looked like and what it's, it's done for you as a, as a professional from this side. So what is great as a coach, and you know it because you're mm-hmm. also a coach, is really to be able like, to be this outside advisor and to really be able to work with your cus- customer client without like anything at stake. Because sometimes when you are in the corporate environment, you might not be like totally free to open yourself. So when you're, you're a coach, you could have like really those conversations when you go to the blind spot, to the deep issue. And this is like offering the safe space and also some tools to help my clients really achieve their goal because this is what he's coaching about is to give you the tools so you could take action and really achieve and overachieve what you aspire to to accomplish. I love it. I love it. And Cindy, I know that that a, a big part of what you do is you work with with organizations as well, sort of mid-level um, companies really around their leadership. Can you tell me a little bit about if you had to, if you had a bunch of executives in the room or business owners in the room that wanted just the secrets to how they can bring their leadership teams to take their businesses to the next level, if if they asked you for three things, what would you say? It's going to be different according to the level of the executive because the leadership skills that you need to deploy when you are like a CEO of a 100, 200 or 1,000 employee is not going to be the same leadership skills if you're a first-time manager. Mm-hmm. So we will need like to understand really the context of each situation. But overall, like really leadership is about creating this environment when you could execute a vision and develop and grow other people so they could grow into their leadership leadership roles. So it's a lot about creating this connection with a team you are leading. At this moment, there is like a super big topic, which is employee engagement, mm-hmm. employee mobilization, the employee experience. So this is not going to change, no matter if you're your CEO or if you're first time manager. What is going to change is like the scope and the strategy, because if you're CEO, you need like to connect maybe with 500 employees, 1,000 or 100. And if you're going to be a first-time employee, it's going to be like maybe your team of 8 to 10. So the strategy or the techniques will change, but the end goal is the same. So to go back to the question, because maybe I went a bit far, no, no, it's about that's, like that's the, exactly conne- the, the connection. Mm-hmm. It's about having like the vision and the, and the strategy, because as a leader, you need also to develop a lot of trust, right? Because you are going to lead your team to a destination. And at this moment, when you look in life in general, politics or 
even outside politics, trust is something that seems broken, right? Because mm -hmm. even when we look at um, social level and families, so many like divorces, separation. So trust is also a big element in the leadership mindset and skills that you need to develop. And again, no matter if you are like at the top of the ladder or you are like a mid manager or an entry level first-time manager. So we have that connection, we have trust, and the the other one is like for me it's execution because mm. you need like to execute yeah. because at this moment, especially in big corporation and even in smaller one, it's each time more and more difficult to have people who take action. Like they're going to have like 1,000 chain of emails passing the ball <laughs> to everybody and, and no one take action. It's yeah. really leadership is about like executing and delivering results. Yeah. So I would say like execution, trust, and connection. Man, those are great. Those are great. So Cindy, how do you, when you're working with someone, because I know that 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 they expect you co to come in there with the experience and, and the level of expertise that you have to be able to create that that platform for uh, the strategy, let's say. And, and we've talked about strategy a lot. What is the difference between those leaders that that are able to effectively execute that strategy versus people that sort of drag their feet and, you know, we're closing out a year or a fiscal year and then things are happening and, and not much has changed in the way of traction. So this is one which is also part of the key element of my platform. It's like focus and time management mm -hmm. because nowadays everybody, there is like so many distractions Everybody needs to juggle with 1,000, 1 trillion mm -hmm. different projects at the same time. So one of the key attributes to win in this new era is really to be able like, to be focused. And I, and I know like one of your strengths is the accountability part, mm -hmm. but it's, it's what I work. So part of the, of the platform is, is, is time management. And, and you know also that I've created also a planner right, right. To, on the personal side to help people manage both their career, their business, and, and their life. So it's one of the, of the differences is like the focus. Also, when we work on the strategy, we're going at the end to maybe under three to five key initiatives. Because sometimes you have like a plan of like 10,000 projects and at the end, none is going to be done. And also a big difference is once you agree on the strategy, you need to make trade-offs. You need like to invest. And sometimes there is something great in paper, but there is no investment in terms of resources to really implement the, the plan. So this mm. is the difference when I see there's between those who are able like, to execute and those not. So focus, allocation of resources, and really be clear of what you want to achieve in the beginning. And don't go like for too much and pick, wow. pick your battle. I love that. And, and I think that's one of the things that, especially when you're strategizing, you get so excited about so many things. And it's almost like you just have to focus on that next step. But I love the way that you said it. It's, listen, I'm not telling you to just pick one but let's pick five. So what would you say would be important for them to do? Somebody who has, you know, 50 things on their list. Do you go by, by what can bring in the most revenue or by what could be a catalyst for the biggest growth? How do you... It's going to, to, to depend because there is like a process when first we're going to define 
what do we want to achieve? So where is the the company, the industry? What is the competitive edge? And starting to list like maybe at the beginning different a list, a big list of different initiatives, and then according to where the focus generally because nowadays everything is so fast that you no longer work with a plan of 10, 15 years. Like if you have like a strategic plan for three to five years, it's already like a big, <laughs> a big step. But at least like for the next 12 months to pick like one topic. So it could be for a company, it could be international expansion. Mm. For another company, the team could be, let's take the number one market share spot. For the for another one, it might be because they're growing so fast, it might be less focused on process. So for this reason, like according to the stage of the company, once we define what is like the main objective for the year and the next three or five years, so we will start listen, listening, listing the different initiative and afterwards like the selection process and the allocation of resources. And also to go a bit broader outside of the strategic process, also one of the key elements, and there is like a lot of stats, differentiating companies that are growing and also are staying behind is really the investment in leadership for the team. Mm. Because at the end, this is like really your team is your biggest asset. And this is what you see like large company, they invest a lot mm-hmm. in really in building talent. Because nowadays with the future of work, there is a bit this fear like robots are going to replace people to replace people or to replace some job. And this is true because uh, with robots and automation, 800 million jobs might disappear on a worldwide level by 2030, but also there will be like new jobs that, were, that are going to be created. So this capacity of the leaders of a company to invest in reskilling, upskilling their team and building like the new leadership capabilities is going to be a big um, game changer for for them to to strive in mm-hmm. the future. And how important do you think it's going to be for these companies to start doing that right away? I mean, we're 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 coming into 2020, um, fresh new decade, but we're 10 years away now from 2030. 2030 is not that far of a stretch. So um, it it seems to me that the time would be now. For those investments and and more than and I know you talk a lot about innovation, and and I think it's just really um, preparing them or giving them license almost to fail. Let's try something new, and if it doesn't work, well, but but just to to really and I've seen you do it masterfully, where you almost just want to really breed that innovative spirit. So how do you how do you um, how do you change the minds of the powers that be to make the investment and to look at it from outside the box? Because they might have been doing business a certain way for 50 years. And listen, it's just, it's going to be different. So better ride the the wave early than get in when it's crashing on the shore. How do you address that? So it's going to be different because really as a coach, and this is also a personal like approach, I can work only with someone when the person is aware, like there is a pain point mm-hmm. and also they are willing like to work. So they, we need to have like permission and also to have pain, right? Mm-hmm. So if there is no pain, even if I can see, really I will not even try 
to change the mindset mm -hmm. because I don't think I don't think like the person will be. However, as a coach and also a keynote, I have like different ways to be in front of the audience. So if I'm going to deliver a keynote, a workshop at a conference, a company, so maybe through the keynote, so people will start having like this mm. um, this high opening and they will they will approach me. So it's going to be different because already they're aware that they need to take uh, to take action. Right. So we will we will work. And then we will be working on the coaching plan or leadership, leadership development. So for this reason, for me, like the, the keynote speaking, it's part of creating the awareness mm -hmm. because a lot of people are not aware of how those uh, technology breakthrough and demographic change and globalization really are going to affect everybody. And it's not only like company who are small, mid-size or big, even individual. Right. That really need to adopt this um, growth mindset and reinvention mindset to keep thriving in the future. Yeah. And and even as you're telling me, I'm I'm trying to think because I I I know that that you talk a lot about influence as well. And I'm wondering if the leaders of today and tomorrow, starting today, uh, really need to become influencers. Like leadership is influence mm -hmm. by definition. And this is the quote from John Maxwell. And I think like a lot of people now we, we use it, mm -hmm. but originally it was the one. Because really it's about like getting things done through other people. So it's all about influence. But what is going to be even more important in the future, because there will be like so many tasks that are going to be replaced by machines and by robots that really the skills that make us human are going to be critical and influence is one of those. So mm -hmm. I have like a, a program and a keynote when I say like, it's going really, really to be like your secret weapon, weapon to beat out robots. And this is a skill. And some people sometimes think, think that some people are super charismatic or super influential and I cannot be. But really each of us, we need each time to grow our power base, our network of relationship, and also our ways to really lead others. Because this is going to be, you need to do something that a machine or robot cannot do. And machine and robot will not be able like, to connect heart, mm. heart to heart with someone else. So definitely that. this is a big part of winning in the future of work. The human element. The human yes. element. And Cindy, <laughs> I know you've said that... Um, you know, we will be printing our food in the morning, yes. getting into our driverless cars. Yes, um, waiting for it, like driverless <laughs> car and 3D printing food. This is going to be like a whole I new know. game. I know. For it's those who that doesn't know me, like, is like, I'm not really a great cook. So for this reason, I'm eager to see like 3D printing food. I love and it. And I don't like to drive neither. So no, driverless no, car right. is the best. And I think that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know Tommy is a big Tesla guy. And and I always say people say yeah, but they're they're not really that expensive because you get a chauffeur and a car <laughs> for the price of just a car. So I I just always think about how much work I could get done when I'm driving to Tennessee <laughs> if I'm in a driverless mm -hmm. car, <laughs> and I'm going to be focused on the work. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be scared at what's happening around yes. me. And if something happens that shouldn't, then it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, Cindy, you talked a little bit about. Uh, time management and your and and I just want to go back to that a minute before we get into 
more of the of the future of work because I know that that's that's really what's on everybody's mind now. And I think you've you've provided some great um, tools and and tips that people need to really be looking out for. And and Cindy's company, New Skies Nation, NewSkiesNation.com is your website, right? Yes. And that's how they can find you on social media. I'm going to post all of this with the podcast. But guys, if you haven't, and if you and if you're on that, you know something is buzzing in your ear about the future of work and how you get ready for it. I really, really encourage you to get to Cindy's website. At least find out how you can connect with her. I know she's great um, and and is very active on LinkedIn as well. Um, just because there are things that she's opened my eyes to that I would have never known. I would have never even known you could print you know, a slice of Nutella to put on the <laughs> slice of bread that you printed. And, and, and I mean, I'm joking, but really it's, it's just that things are changing much more rapidly than they used to change. You know, I remember when I started working at the bank, it was 1986, my first real job, uh, we didn't have a fax machine. And when we got a fax machine to get payoff letters, you know, through a little machine, we were like, this is crazy. How does this even happen? And now, you know, people don't even need fax machines yeah. anymore, but there was a time before they went obsolete almost where people had fax machines in their homes, you know, every with every printer came. So it's just that the level, the degree with which the speed of change and innovation is happening, it's, it's, fast it's, fast it's, fast. it's extremely, extremely fast. So and and you say you say something Cindy about how the industrial age and the you know hunter gatherer stage how everything you know went from taking centuries to taking decades to taking just a few years and now things are just changing every, every day, day. Every, every day it's it's just amazing but I I I want to go back just for a second to talk about time management because I think a lot of the issues that people face, especially when they're looking at growth, especially when they're looking at so much in front of them. And you always say, you know, you see this big elephant, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. But your you developed a planner that based, and you're a woman of faith and, and I'll let you get into that. Um, but this planner that you created, which I think is such a powerful tool, and and I'm gonna let her talk about it, but just so you guys know, I I use them every quarter. They're they're good for a quarter. And when I was my son, who does all of my editing, and he's my word guy, um, when I was getting ready to really get serious about the book that that was published last year, the Why is the Way, I sent my son a journal, and I had a journal, Cindy's journal, and we coordinated our efforts as far as what was going to happen back and forth with the writing, the editing, the rewriting, the re-editing, and all that back and forth, we did it with your journal. And the book was done within 90 days because we set the intention and we followed your steps on in that journal. So tell us a little bit about how that journal, because I'm just like a big fan and I'm super biased because I've used it since it came out. Um, tell us a little bit about your logic behind how you put something so powerful to move people forward together. Okay, so the, the story of the journal is really like a result of my own experience. So working in the fast-paced industry like tech, after within also the ups and downs of 
a corporate career and also personal life. As I was mentioning, like one of the reasons, for example, for the demotion was when my sister went through cancer and uh, she died. My uh, nephew and niece were like super young, two and six years old. I took um, six months of, uh, of leave. So first to be with my sister, which was like super emotional doing like all those, um, the fight against the disease. Then helping my brother-in-law and my mom with, uh, with my nephew and niece. And after my own recovery, because in this process, I lost a lot of um, a lot of weight and it was like super, super painful. And I know like a lot of people, most probably in your audience, at maybe some are going through this process and maybe some went through this process because unfortunately, cancer nowadays is like a plague. And so in all these ups and downs and being, as we, you mentioned, like a, a woman of faith, one of my friends is like even and it's like totally like the glory to God. Mm-hmm. But if, if in the midst of high pressure is how to remain uh, like stable and to remain resilient. But that means like you're not going to get affected because, for example, I lost a, a lot of weight in the process. But um, but you have like a able to be anchored in a kind of supernatural peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I took all this uh, spiritual dynamic and also how amazing large corporations work because you are really doing fantastic things because they are like really big machine of execution. So I combine spiritual concept, mindset concept and execution process to help really people accomplish their goal and, and the journal is called like Destiny Breakthrough Journal mm-hmm. because it's all about really becoming who you were meant to be and really achieve what you were created like to achieve because I do believe like everybody has a purpose and uh, and we and I know like everybody has their own personal belief but like there is a creator mm-hmm. and in each of us he has deposited like greatness, purpose and destiny. So the, um, the journal is really a step-by-step because and the podcast is Dreamer Succeed and, and Dreamer Succeed is your company because you are like a big believer, like people have dream and they can, they can achieve them. Mm-hmm. But also we see it as a coach, there is so many people that have like a lot of dreams but they don't know how to really do it, mm-hmm. right? And for right, this reason, right. like coaches are so so great to help them. So this is like a process. So it's a step-by-step process that work on the 90 days. So you start with your vision for the quarter. There is a process for the months. There is a process for the week. And there is a process for day by day. Because I know like outside there is millions of different planners. A lot of them are monthly, weekly planner, but they don't tackle the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And really... The only time that we have is really de- the day because right, like the right. past is over. Tomorrow doesn't exist because tomorrow never comes. Mm-hmm. So for this reason, it's so important that at least for me, that to have a tool when you could measure what you are doing like every day, because this is really the only time that you have like to make, to make progress. And it works. So it works with, start with your 
spiritual practice. And I know like no, not everybody is a, is a Christian, but people who practice other faiths can still apply the, the principle. Then it uh, also includes like mindset because mm -hmm. mindset will also like play a big part of, uh, of how we, we act in life. And there is like technique that corporate America use to help you achieve your goal. So spiritual mindset and execution process. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm just a, I'm just a big fan. And let me tell you, I, I tend to buy bundles uh, for Christmas and, and everyone that has ever received a journal from me just loves me. And for the next 90 days, they're remembering me every single day <laughs> um, and loving me every single day because, because it really is just uh, one of the most powerful tools to keep moving forward. So, so I'm, I thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, and also like peace of mind, because mm -hmm. I know like at this moment also a big, uh, I'm not an expert on this area, but there is like a big awareness about like mental health mm -hmm. and, yeah. and uh, we're not going to go there because I'm not an expert uh, mm -hmm. on it. But one part also like to have peace of mind is, is really like about, about your time and throughout like this process that I'm, I'm using in the planner, there is really way like to take out like the pressure and to get uh, part of peace of mind. I know like mental health is much bigger mm -hmm, than, mm -hmm. than this, but it could be like a part of, of, a, of, a, of a solution to have like this peace of mind when you take back control of your time. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what really helped. And you know, I'm a planner person. I, I, I've used them all. I've, I've, I've played with them all. Um, and one of the things that I, that I love that I've never seen in any other planner is what you call the frogs. You know, uh, identifying mm -hmm. the frogs. And these are those things that you know are going to just, they're going to mess with you during mm -hmm. the day. So by, by identifying them and being able to just putting the pen to paper with what those things are, it's almost like you, you dare them to come, mm -hmm. come and mess with me if you <laughs> want. Because I already know, I've already identified that that could happen. And I mm -hmm. think that's probably one of the most powerful elements of the, of the planner is that, listen, we're going to get your excuses out of the way really, really early this morning. Exactly. And once you do that, everything else sort of, and then the giants. And how do, how do we, how are we going to, what do you, what, are, what, what do you have at your disposal that is going to help you really slay the day? That's really going to help you get things done. And, and, and Cindy authored a great, um, she has a, an event called Procrastination Slayer. And she's and part of her time management and her ability to look at what can get in the way is is really looking at ways to just undo the procrastination because it's in all of us. Mm -hmm. So yes. so I just I just love that. So thank you for for getting into that because I think that's a that's a big deal. So Cindy, going back to the future of work because I know that's your your um what everybody hires you for, okay? Everybody, and I don't know anybody else out there who's talking, it's not that I know everybody, but but I know that that's what, what has you pulled in different directions and people want you traveling here and traveling there because people need to know this. What do you think is going to be the biggest game changer for people that embrace this change early on? So the first thing, because I'm an expert of the future of work, but I'm not a tech person like I don't mm -hmm. uh, I don't have like the detail of how artificial intelligence or mm -hmm. robotics or 3D printing mm -hmm. is not my area of expertise so what I work with people is really the 
transformation of culture mm. is how to really, as an organization or as an individual, to really create habits and mindset and frameworks so you could embrace everything that is going around you. So this is like the main game changer is really to create a culture of innovation and collaboration that is going to allow you to really compete on a global level and to really absorb like super fast all those technology breakthroughs that are going to really disrupt how we live and how we work. Mm, I love it. I love it. And guys, just so you know, behind her back, um, we call uh, Cindy a genius. She will <laughs> never uh, take ownership of that title, but she's like super, super smarty pants. Um Inside and outside, but but look, she's laughing. And for those of you who do not see the video, I can tell you she's laughing and blushing. But but still, she she really is just. And I and I always say it's a blessing for me that I get to play with her um, outside of the stage and and really get. She's coached me in the past, and and it's been just amazing, amazing stuff. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? So the best one, I will, I will go back like corporate, um, corporate um, background is when I was still in the early stage of my career and I had a great uh, mentor and uh, it told me something like to never, and I, each time I told the story, I never know how to do it like in, in English, nunca pisar una cucaracha, to never step on a and a cockroach. Cockroach. Mm -hmm. I never know how to say this in English. <laughs> because you never know when this person could be one day your boss. And he was making reference, like there is like so many organizational change mm -hmm. in corporate America that really like you need to respect everybody. And for me, it's not only like in corporate America, like in everyday life, right? You need mm -hmm. to give the same amount of respect to a CEO that to the person who maybe is having like a lower, lower position. And, and this like stuck with me and it was like so, so true because at some point when I was like early stage, there were some people like really, really admire. And some day, some years later, I had like their position mm -hmm. and there were other people who were like super high and at some point they were like disappear. So there is like so, so many change that for me is like, do not focus on the title but really respect everybody and really connect and develop like personal relationship and don't be like so, so focused on, on, the, on the title because sometimes you can see people that are going like to really have like special attention mm -hmm. for like the big boss and, and they're going to treat other people bad and, and for me, you know, like treat everybody the same because everybody is a human being, yeah. right? I love it. So this sticks with me. Yeah. And that really reflects, and I think I think what happens is we always attract our our tribes and and the people in our tribe. So I think the beauty of it is that when that's the message that you're putting out there, and that's the message really that you're that you're living, you're attracting these people that you're working with great organizations, and they're all people that you want to work with. And I think that that only comes when 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 you're out there promoting that kind of culture. That kind of culture is going to reciprocate. Mm. And I think it's a it's a beautiful thing. Do you have a top three 
for 2020 goals? So top three goals. <laughs> so one is like the expansion of uh, of my own uh, own company mm -hmm. and to really play more between uh, Latin America and and the US. Mm -hmm. Good. And to really like consolidate both the the speaking with the coaching training mm -hmm. slash uh, leadership uh, leadership development. Mm -hmm. So it's one on the business side. The second one is going to be more like uh, personal health wise mm -hmm. because it's like to to get like uh, more like strength, like physical strength in uh, like at the health wise. And the third one is like always, and for me, like this is really like the, the, the first one always is like my personal relationship with, uh, with God is mm -hmm. always like to go deeper in my uh, revelation of, of the Bible. And I do like a lot of part in uh, ministry that mm -hmm. is outside um, my, uh, my, my, my business. So for me, it's like super important to see also like this part flourishing and, and, and growing and each time getting closer to God. I love it. And I know the impact you're having with that. And I've learned so much about the word from you, but I heard rock climbing in there. Is that what I heard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the for strike. the end of 20, once I get like the big <laughs> arms, so maybe we, <laughs> we, 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 go, we can go. There's only one way to build it is if we go and just play and it'll get better and better. It's so oh. funny because we were in Tennessee two weeks ago and Chloe and Tommy were ice skating. So Chloe had ice skated before and she um, was just scared. She's hugging the wall and she's going around very, very slowly, barely, you know, taking little steps. And and there was these these four siblings that were there. And you could tell they roller skated or rollerbladed or whatever, but they were being very, very cautious, you know, holding on to each other, two girls and two boys. So the youngest of them, which I named him Jimmy. I don't know what his name is. He just looks like my cousin Jimmy wearing a bright yellow fleece jacket. And he, it's not that he could ice skate, but he was just there to have fun. And that kid must have fallen a hundred times. Every 15 minutes, he was just on the floor. And, and, I, and I kept watching him because his, his jacket was so bright that I couldn't help out of the corner of my eye as I'm watching Chloe go around. This kid would just, was just falling all over the place, expertly falling. And, and I realized that he was having the most fun of everyone in the ice skating rink. And, and I realized that every time he would fall, it was almost like he was, his mission was to fall mm -hmm. as much as he could. And every time he would get up from falling, he would get better. He would be more and more confident. And he would just, he just built this ability to be able to skate that he couldn't have gotten if he hadn't been afraid of falling. So I think uh, by that time, you know, Chloe came around, she gave me a thumbs up and I'm like, Hey, you did great. And, and, but she was, she was afraid mm -hmm. of letting go. And I said, you see that kid there? And, and she goes, yeah, I go, she goes, he's always falling. I go, yeah, but he's having more fun than mm -hmm. anyone here. I said, I want you to, cause she wouldn't go to the middle. I said, I want you to go to the middle and I want you to just try to fall. Just try to fall and see what happens. And she took my word mm -hmm. for it. She didn't question me. She went to the middle and you know what? She didn't fall. She, mm -hmm. she, and before you knew it, she was skating, <laughs> she was keeping up with Tommy and she was having a great old time. But, but I think, you know, the rock climbing, we're only going to get good at rock climbing yeah, if we go rock it. climbing. I heard rock climbing. I don't know about you. I, I would I, love, this is one of my dreams <laughs> to be able to, to do, to do it. I just, I didn't want because like, this is a podcast maybe for some people who are going to watch the video. 
I really have like skinny arms. So we tried once, uh, once rock climbing for my birthday. It was my idea. And honestly, I, wouldn't, I was not able. So for this reason, let's say like the first six months, I will be in like those great arms no, to have like that. I just the, think you do it and And, uh, and after, yes, of course. Look, skydiving is super easy. Yeah, you don't rock climbing, I'm going to say yes. Like, skydiving, I think like maybe we'll think for 2055. <laughs> The future, the future. When a robot can do it for you, right? Yeah. Cindy, what are you reading before we sign off? I know you're a reader. What I'm reading at this moment, I'm I'm reading like different um, different books. Uh, so I'm reading reading one. It's uh, so one is about faith. So it's a book um, uh, by. Um, a Latin pastor is Pastor Cashluna. Is is called like in Spanish No es por vista. Mm. So it's about faith. So it's not by sight. Also, so we don't speak Spanish. And I'm um, reading another one with about um, about influence. Is the influence uh, effect? Mm. It's about like uh, for for women to. To climb uh, the corporate ladder and nice. to develop like their own uh, own power. Good. At this moment. Thank you for being here, Cindy. Thank you very much. Was it was so like a good. lot of fun. I know. Thanks for having me. It's going to be awesome information that you were going to bless us with. So thank you for that. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Dreamers Succeed podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out dreamersucceed.com slash podcast. And please leave us a review. It helps out a lot, unless you think it sucked. Just kidding, we loved it. We have a new show every week, so we hope to see you next time.